All right, folks, welcome to another edition of the DC Sports Huddle. It is presented by MGM National Harbor. And yes, I'm reading it. For the latest in Washington sports, visit MGM National Harbor and experience of sports fans paradise. It was not a sports fans paradise on Thursday night football in Chicago. The Washington Commanders, though, do get the win. By the way, Rob Woodfork here with Dave Preston, George Wallace. And uh, in New York is Dave Johnson with the Wizards. And we're going to delve right into the Burgundy and Gold. He's back from Japan, right? Now he's in New York? He's not in Japan. I I can confirm he is not in Japan. So we are not going to see really nice sunrises on the other side of the planet, not in this episode. Uh, We did not see good offense in uh, Chicago on Thursday nights. That was uh, very, very ugly, but it was also very much needed for for Washington because, well, we all know why. They had lost four straight. Uh, There was all kinds of controversy. And, oh, by the way, they were mired in yet another controversy stemming from the ownership situation. So I turn to my esteemed colleagues to discuss what does this mean? Now they have the win. Actually, let's let's not even call it a win. That was a not loss. Yeah, it's not. So... They have perfected the arts of making you feel bad about it, making a win feel like a loss. Where do they go from here, George, uh, now that they have the victory? They get off the schneid, but now they are still dealing with a lot of the ownership issues. So they're not going to face another team as bad as the Bears. So they, <laughs> That's right. So let's not everybody get their hopes up that they got a win last night. A, you know, and, and there's a lot of coulda, woulda, shouldas in games. I get it. But let's be honest. You don't catch a punt inside the 10 if you're the Bears. That's rule number one, right? Oh, man. So oh, he's the first that. thing I reeled about. They had goal to go a couple of times, didn't get in. Carson Wentz throws for 99 yards. Okay, Curtis Samuel drops the touchdown. He catches that. The numbers look a little bit better. But there is still so much to work on with this team. And you could tell after the game that Ron Rivera was, okay, you're relieved you get a win. There are only 17 of them, and you got to get – however you get it, you get it and you move on. I, I, I totally understand that. And a win is a win. But this morning, you wouldn't think it is, especially after the way Ron reacted after the game when he was talking about the reports, uh, the, the, the Dan Snyder story for ESPN, and the fact that he didn't want Carson Wentz as a quarterback, and Ron blew up. Now, fans love to hear that passion from Ron, mm-hmm. okay? Everybody's been looking for it. Yep. My problem is, it was for the wrong reasons. Yes. You drove the bus over your quarterback this week. <laughs> However you want to look at it, you right. did it. You backed up. However you misspoke, whatever. Right. So you can't come out and defend the guy like you did last night and blame the media right. with your comments like that. And that's been a consistent issue with him, is that he will raise the expectations <clears throat> and then get mad when we hold him accountable for it. He'll get mad that there's this narrative surrounding his quarterback, but then you're the one you, who started right. this entire discussion. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that's my biggest problem with it, and that's why this isn't going away. Uh, right. You know, you get Aaron, good luck, congratulations, you get Aaron Rodgers and the Packers next right. week. Oh, and your high pri- <laughs> highest price free agent now wants out because you're not using him correctly on the defensive side of the and ball. And what's hilarious, that was their biggest free agent yeah. signing from a year ago, and that storyline was barely Buried. talked about yesterday. Yeah. I don't think that's I, a huge deal. I don't think I referenced that one time in my sportscast yesterday. Well, because there was so much other junk. Well, going right, on. exactly. And it's uh, Coach Ron Rivera always says there's a difference between what's important and what's interesting. And there's a lot of what's interesting out there as opposed to what's <laughs> actually important. What we hear about this team last night, instead of talking about hey, they barely escaped uh, you know disaster in Chicago, it's. 
Yeah, the coach blew up, sounding like Casey Kasem coming out of an up-tempo record dedicating uh, uh, some to a dead dog. Uh, but So there's a lot of junk surrounding this team. Before we move on and focus on the team, Thursday Night Football, guys, it's really bad. And it's I think it's, go. I think it's even worse when you have bad teams because... The, the players are overworked and they're underprepared. It takes two, it, it takes until Wednesday before a, a player is fully recovered yeah. from Sunday's collision sport in 2022. It takes at least three days to prepare for an opponent properly. You don't have that in Thursday night football. And while it might not be as evident when you have quality teams like, say, Kansas City or Buffalo or even Cincinnati playing on Thursday night football, it's more obvious when you have hot messes like the Bears who can't get out of their way to save their lives. They run an offense built in 1977, and Walter Payton's not carrying the ball right now. Uniforms that look like uh, beanless chili. That's they look like the Browns. They look like the Browns. like Clemson. Ugly, yeah. ugly uniforms last night. And Washington is a team that, again, has trouble getting out of its own way. It, it, it just, it, the NFL is really just not doing themselves a favor. They're... They're insulting their consumers by forcing this upon their audience on Thursdays. It's it's akin to selling steak at Morton's, and it's like uh, it's gra- it's Chuck grade, uh, you know, diseased meat. Basically, <laughs> I, I, I akin Thursday night football to reheated sushi. Well, which if you've had sushi, you know it shouldn't even be heated in the first well, place. Well, thur- thur- Thursday night football—they're not going to get rid of it because no. it's too lucrative. But with, at a bare minimum, they should ensure that teams do not play the Sunday before yeah. the Thursday game. If you are going to that, you talk about player safety. You go from a Sunday to a Thursday. They're just getting out of the ice bath right. on Wednesday. Yeah. So. It makes no sense, and that's something they need to do. Dave Johnson, uh, what's the view from New York, my friend? Well, the, first of all, <laughs> I, I love that the Dave's comment about NFL is insulting its, its consumers. That's what it does, and the consumers take it. Yeah. Whether it's seat licenses, uh, it's like here in New York, Yogi Bear's great line, nobody goes to that restaurant anymore, it's too crowded. Well, there's still going to be Thursday night football, <laughs> maybe there's going to be Tuesday night football, yeah. because as bad as it is, we're still watching Yep. So why would the NFL change anything? They're not. It's it's not a league that, for all its its shield and the wonderful promos that it puts out there, it's not a fan friendly league. It's a very expensive uh, league to actually be a real fan in. Um, and my highlight of the night was with the two minute warning when Al Michaels said, "Don't touch that dial," <laughs> and I was streaming it. I was watching it on my computer. So it it, it shows you how uh, times have changed. But. Uh, here in New York, it reminds me, you can you can have success when the owner is a little bit off the rails. George Steinbrenner, but that was that was a different story. Uh, I, I think about, and this is dating myself, but I I cut my teeth covering the Baltimore Colts on Bob Ursay, and he was a little <laughs> bit uh, out there to the point where he moved the franchise. In between all his craziness. Uh, he he was needing a new stadium, and that was the bottom line. It was not happening uh, in Baltimore as much as uh, that night still pains me to this day. This week and this day reminded me that uh, we all know that Dan Snyder should go, but really uh, it just crystallized that that this franchise, and he should give it up because he should realize that as, as long as he's there, <laughs> nothing is going to happen. It is still a dysfunctional organization. If one-tenth of what's in the ESPN report is true, uh, here's a billionaire who's spending 
lots of money, allegedly, and again, it's been denied by Dan Snyder, on lawyers. Instead of so many good things you could do, like fixing up uh, your stadium or, ex- or improving the fan experience, instead, apparently, private investigators are getting rich. I, I think about once upon a time, and all great stories start with once upon a time. When Joe Gibbs wanted a player, Jack Kent Cook bought it, Wilbur Marshall, whatever, and we won Super Bowls and contended. That era is gone, and now I don't know how we ended up in a city where we often have soap operas, but that should be reserved for the politicians. We, we understand that, but it's now uh, gone into our sports teams, and, and it's just to the point where Jason Wright, I bought in. I bought in. I'm wrong. I, I, I believe some of what's in that ESPN that now suddenly he has become uh, just a figurehead. And it reminds me of last week when he's in that that ill-timed, ill-taken photo with Jerry Jones and Dan Snyder on the field. I mean, I mean this uh, – we, we could talk about offenses and muff punts and, and et cetera, um, but, but this week has really just smacked home that, that we're going nowhere mm-hmm. until he's gone. And I don't know how that's going to happen because lawyers, lawyers are going to get rich. And also, yeah. you, you know, he brings up the ESPN piece, and that's one of the big takeaways right there for me was that basically they were saying Jason Wright doesn't have the power that no. we were told that he does. But, and, you know, no, that I just, think he's a. And, and I'm sorry, I mean, no, 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 just no, one more ahead. thing on the Ron Rivera thing. I, I'm going to give him a pass on, the, on that quarterback issue, and I think it's an example of there's too many. Uh, press opportunities, talks in the morning, talks before games, after games, et cetera, et cetera. I think it was an honest answer of why this team uh, is not <laughs> gone forward because we do live it. We don't live in the Mark Rippon, Jay Schrader age where you did win without quarterbacks. It, it, it seems you need a Tom Brady, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think he ever said or we ever believed Carson Wentz was in the uh, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers yeah. category, and I, and I think it's it's a sad admission that in today's NFL you need that kind of quarterback, a, a Lamar Jackson, and and we just don't have it in Carson Wentz. It's not that he didn't want uh, Carson Wentz, but but what he's saying is, yeah, my job's a little bit harder. This team's job <clears throat> is a little bit harder because we don't have to use what I live in the basketball world, the LeBron James type quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and he didn't mean it. He didn't. He, I, I, to Dave's point, like the quarterback. Yes, he didn't mean it like it came across. Right, and and I totally get that. But there's a truth to some of that that he's talking. I don't think he wanted him. I don't think that was his. I don't think he drove. No, the especially bus on if that. we believe the fact that the Jimmy G deal was done. And actually, this uh, ESPN report is not the first time that I've heard that yeah. Ron Rivera was not at the forefront of that, and that it was a Snyder yeah. move. And it's it's reeks of Snyder because. Mm-hmm. Who else has given up two twos and a three right. for a guy that got quit on two straight right. years? And the other Desperate. thing about that ESPN uh, report was the um, the notion that it sounds like the the owners aren't mobilizing against him, but they're at least posturing in a way that will freeze him out. Mm-hmm. It sounds like his yeah. continued ownership of the team is dependent upon... That's what I take from the article. The fact that it, now yeah. that, that we know that owners want him out. The quote that says, right. not everybody hates the, all the owners, everybody hates Dan. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, you know, right. that's, that's a big deal. That's but, and if Jerry's in there saying, I can't protect him anymore. Right. But, so let's take a picture. How bad, right. do you have, <laughs> how bad do you have to be to alienate 
these 30 other guys. It's just, it's, it's unbelievable. When you've destroyed a franchise, your stadium's falling apart, yeah. You, yeah. You, you can't get a stadium deal because you're that bad. But, but it's funny to me that it's the stadium that's going to end up pushing him out. Yeah. Because if they freeze him out, Maryland doesn't want to give it to him, right. Virginia doesn't want to give it to him, DC doesn't want to give it to him, the owners don't want to help him finance it. Right. So if and that's had, the thing that you, keeps him out, the, I mean... If the owners don't and, give him the $200 million debt uh, whatever they they uh, they're allowed, right? Then that's a deal, and and it's and to, to the fact that one, uh, one of the quotes in there saying, "Well, if they get the new stadium, will that fix?" I, I promise you, it's not going to fix anything. No. Fans are not going to because there's a new stadium here. Fans are not just going to start showing <laughs> no, up. Nobody's going to no. just go to see a new stadium, no. yeah. except for the Eagles fans who apparently oh, like yeah, to full, come you know. hang out. Well, here. and, and the, the the situation with this, yep, yeah. yeah. Well, the the situation. I think that you're right. I think the problem they they want him gone now if they could find out a, a legal way to do it, and that's that's the issue. And if there was some smoking gun like he was yeah. not sharing revenue, like you know that story's come up, but that's never, to my knowledge, been been proven or or, or properly uh, vetted to the point where the NFL could act on it. Right. But but the stadium issue, uh, I don't think politically because he's not he's not going to build it himself. He's no. not going to go into his money. <laughs> no. Right. So then politically. Uh, it doesn't seem like any jurisdiction wants to support Dan Snyder, and that may be uh, what forces the issue on this. Look, uh, you know, we should have, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a soccer guy, the World Cup, the World Cup is the biggest event on this planet, bigger than the Olympics. And FIFA, the world organizing body, wanted the nation's capital to be involved, wanted so badly, but (laughs) they just couldn't get any guarantees that anything was going to be done to a falling apart stadium. And so uh, th- that's all you need to know about, to me, Dan Snyder's, uh, you know, myopic view of the world. It, it's all about him. It, it's w- what that could have done for this community. Uh, it, it, it's not like the Olympics. You would have made a profit uh, yeah. on, on hosting a World Cup game. Um, but <laughs> we don't have one because... The nation's capital doesn't have a stadium uh, <laughs> built to suit the nation's sport, which is right now American football. They would have rather gone yeah. back to RFK yeah. and try and fix that up, and they would have if they would if they'd have given gotten the assurance. It's, it, it's proof <laughs> that you're really beholden to ownership in in in, in all professional sports, and it, it's akin to being a, a European nation in the 16th to the 18th mm-hmm. century, 19th century. It's like, hey, Ted Leonsitz owns your team. It's like having Louis the Fourteenth in charge. Right. You're gonna, you're gonna expand. You're gonna do this. Hey, Dan Snyder's in charge. Oh, it's like you know one of the Habsburgs, you know, running things, <laughs> and you're losing territory here and there. And it, it with to address the Jason Wright situation, yeah. you feel bad for him. But how many times have we seen somebody who has been respected, either you know, legitimately or not, come into? Ashburn, and it's as though when you cross that threshold, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you lose all good judgment. Yeah, it, it, it's like this. It's it's like this ray that just makes you. And it's it's unfortunate because mm-hmm. here's a guy who could have made a difference with this franchise in this community, and he's uh, if the if we're to believe what the article reads, he's an empty suit, which yeah. is unfortunate. That is well, I mean, certain things like they've done, like last year, that that that. Uh, <laughs> The Sean Taylor uh, honoring situation, which was not handled properly, it just, you know, they have a chance to do things right, uh, pardon the pun, with Jason Wright, or have had a chance, and and I don't think we've heard enough from him, if he truly is um, 
you know, in charge of of of, of the fra- or franchise. So now we we come to really uh, settle into the. Not that anybody doubted that that Dan Snyder still wasn't running things, but uh, it it just smacks us right in the in the face as we're we're stuck in the the same old cul-de-sac. And look, I'm not ready to retire. What scares me is I'm running out of ways to say this and leads to write on WTOP. So my career might be over because we've been doing this story now for 25 years. It's but a mad libs. I think you're also seeing it's now getting to Ron. Like Ron is, I think he's done. Oh, yeah. Like he's, yeah. Like he's done. He's yeah. just, I don't think he recognized how right. much it, of a mountain, point, how much of a crater this was going to have to be. Yeah. Yeah. People come in here. They can fix it. I'm yeah. going to do it. He's going to give mm-hmm. me all the power, mm-hmm. and that's fine. And Ron got all the power. And we've seen that Ron's not a good GM. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe he can coach. We, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I think you're seeing it now. I mean, he he's getting he's he's hit, he's hit that point, and he's been through a lot in these two years. Absolutely, with the, with the Absolutely. COVID, COVID and the cancer, cancer yeah. the rebrand, the, yeah. the harassment, everything. Yeah. But I think he's just now he's hit it, and he's just. It, it's, and I think from his standpoint, six, yeah. his he, job as the coach is to steer the ship, the football yes. team. Right, and he doesn't get to really no. do that. Correct. And some of that, you know, you bit off a little more than you can chew by yep. taking on personnel as well. But I mean, in terms of all the scandal and all of that stuff, I mean, no football coach really signs on for that. No. But what he has to understand, and I feel like he sort of borders on insensitivity at times with this, is that it is an important story. Don't talk about what's interesting That's versus in, what's right. important. He does that. Agreed. And I, I understand what he's trying to say. Yep, yep. But at the same time, the gravity of what's happened with this franchise. You don't have 25, 30 years invested in this like those of us yeah. who grew up in this area right. have. So you have to understand just because you're coming in two years and it's still relatively new to you doesn't mean that the rest of us aren't exhausted by it and, uh, um, you know, like, it's, it, it, it's something that's more than a rinse. And he's mentioned, it. He has mentioned it. He's mentioned it a number of times. Yeah. He has. He understands the history of this. That's when yeah. he started cursing a couple weeks ago. Have you noticed oh, yeah. how much he's cursing now, by the yeah, way? Yeah, Which is fine. I'm but, down with that. Right. You but know it's, I like that. You know, but <laughs> another, to my point, another, another reason you see that he's, you know, getting to that yeah. point. Yeah. But he's referenced the past and how he used to come to RFK with the Bears and he knows what the city's yeah. like right. and this and that. But, yeah, I mean, it's... You know, you can say all that you want, but people have been around here suffering for since '92. When, yeah. when I when I moved to this area about 22 years ago, uh, Labor Day weekend, uh, 2000, to be exact. Yes. Gather around, well, story yeah. time. Wait, um, what time was it? Oh, it, it <laughs> was a West long Coast. drive. West Coast time. <laughs> yeah, uh, it. The view of this franchise was that it was a great franchise that had a couple of spotty seasons here and there, and since then. They've had nothing but spotty seasons, and you look at this franchise spotty since they moved to Washington, and it's okay. It, it went from being there, there's the story Harry the Dirty Dog. He's the white dog with black Tell spots. You. He jumps into a hill of coal. Why would you do that if you're a dog? I don't know. He comes out. He's a black dog with white spots, and uh, <laughs> on those to make to to get there. Washington is now a franchise that's been spotty throughout most of its history, with just a couple of nice flashes here and there. The, you know, the Sammy Boyer, the George Allen, Joe Gibbs era, and the rest has been an absolute mess. All right, speaking of uh, absolute mess. Dave, did you get that about the dog? Yeah, did Harry you? Harry the Dirty Dog, it's a great story. <laughs> great story for the kids. 
Uh, <laughs> Maybe for your broadcast. I, I didn't have enough sleep, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we all need sleep after what we saw last night. Uh, I, so, so what do we think? Just you wait up, you watch the game late, and yeah. you're like, really? At the end of the game, you think you want to be relieved if you're a Washington fan. Yeah, I went, but you're just annoyed because you watched that. No, you're annoyed because... And then Dave had to the, be up at 5 a.m. to do sports. The only reason they won that game on. is because the Bears are more inept than they correct, are. Correct. How do you go 0 so for 3 bad. in the red zone? Correct. How do you go 0 for 3 in the red zone? Anyway, right. they are so, so, so bad. We, so then we're in agreement then that this, what? This, what? this second win is oh, yeah, not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. This no. is just a stay of execution correct. for this team. Although it is amazing that 2 and 4 feels more than one game better than one in five at it this does. point of the season. Agreed. It does. Like if they were one in five, we would be talking about moving trucks going up to Ashburn. We'd be talking about coaches on the super hot seat, not just the hot seat. So yeah. this, is, this is a huge win for them, even though in the grand scheme of things... I, they're not. They they're gonna have to push to go six, eight, and three. All right, just real quick then, uh, because I did write in my column on WTOP.com this week that nice plug. the the one thing that that he has done, Ron Rivera, since he's been here, they've had a four game win streak each of the first two seasons yeah. he's been here. Okay, this needs to be yeah. game one of four in a row because I don't see where else they're gonna get one. Right? Do we think they can win four in a row? Do Green we- Bay soft. Green Bay soft this season. It's, right. I mean, it, that's it, it, going on their bulletin board. But this, go on. This is a week <laughs> by week league, and we've seen this team win four games. That you know, heading into the four games, you're like, there's no way they can go even maybe two and two, and they've done it the last two years. I think. But they then do last it. year they followed up with what? Yeah, they four kind of bottomed out. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah. yeah. Went, Lost four in a row, yeah. won four in a row, right. lost four in a row. Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to change the trajectory of your season, but I know. You're just trying they, to they, do, they can, Yeah, I'm just trying to give people the reason to watch. They want, right? they, I mean, they, this is this is they need such to watch a the game so that they watch us. This is such a league, guys, with injuries and everything. Three wins in a row is not out of the realm of possibility, yeah. even for the worst teams That's in the true. league. Yeah, four is four is not out of the realm. Yeah, right. uh, the season would have been over had they lost last night, uh, and the players understood that. And yes. it, while it didn't feel like a, a resounding victory, but far from it. Uh, the, the bottom line is, and it's very much a bottom line business, uh, at least they're still alive because of that victory. Uh, what they do with it going forward, uh, this is the NFL. This is why it gets TV ratings. We don't we don't know. There's not a script, and there can be surprises. There were some encouraging things, um, I thought, last night. I mean, the offensive line for the sixth combination, six games or whatever it is, uh, I, I thought was actually starting to look a little bit better. Uh, you know, even though, again, yeah, yeah, centers centers in six games, yeah, yeah, but you have to score points, and and that's 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 obviously an issue. But, um, you know, the defense last night, uh, Justin Fields couldn't do anything, not that he could do anything regularly, but uh, I haven't watched a lot of Justin Fields, but I was tremendously underwhelmed last night. So, uh, again, they have a chance now going forward because they won last night, a chance to. Uh, what I don't know, uh, but a <laughs> also, chance to at least <laughs> something. To, also, to, also uh, bears something. Out, they Otherwise, had a three hundred uh, yard punter last night. A three hundred yard yeah. punter. Yeah, but their quarterback threw for well net yardage yeah. eighty six passing yards last not night. Well, true it's story. Not going to win a lot of true games. St- true story. When they said the the Commanders were going to get a field goal. For a moment, I had a brain lock. I couldn't think of who our kicker was because that was only <laughs> our third field goal. He only season. attempted one all year until last night. So I'm, yeah. I'm thinking, like, wow, is Nick Lomiller still with us? Or but anyway, yeah, it's just <laughs> it's, yeah. it's that I mean, that says a lot that really you've only attempted three. Forget touchdowns. You only attempted three field goals yeah. this year. 
Well, yeah. what's what's really kind of heartbreaking is that the first two weeks they score four touchdowns in each game. So I'm singing the Comma Commanders song please eight times please the stop. first two weeks. Please stop. I've only please been stop. able to sing Comma 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 Commanders. Five times in the last four weeks. That's Which kind of disappointing. Exactly five times too many. Times too many. Hey, it's going to catch. Yeah. It's going to happen well, just like Fetch. Turn, oh, turn, turn off his mic. It's going to catch. That's reason enough to root for the collapse of the franchise. <laughs> but um, I, think, I think we're dealing with uh, a situation. Ron Rivera, I believe, to be a very good person. And it's just yeah. another, as you guys indicated, sad situation where you, you come to a, a, a franchise being a good person and and knowing you're a good person, you do believe you can impact change. Yeah. And the tsunami of dysfunction just sweeps you away. Man, the tsunami of dysfunction. Nice. I like that. I like that. that. I like that. I like that man, that. that was poetic, man. Look at you. Look at you. All right. Uh, so let's uh, pivot to uh, college. We got a, a great, uh, uh, certainly these programs are better than the pro program right. that we're talking about. Uh, what should we look for in college football this weekend? Well, I think a big weekend ahead for Maryland. Uh, they're uh, you know, tough loss last Saturday against Purdue at home. Tomorrow they're at Indiana. And this is one of those fulcrum games that can really you know change the trajectory of your season. Because I, did we think that they'd go 11-1? No. But uh, Coach Mike Loxley has them to a point in building the program that they should be able to beat the Purdue's and the Indiana's of the Big Ten. Huge game tomorrow on the road. And then can anybody beat James Madison in the nope. Sunbelt Conference? Can anybody watch James Madison? They're on ESPN Plus this weekend. So some really good games this uh, weekend and on my uh, Presto's Picks this week on WTOP.com. We talk about the Hot Seat Central against Hottie Toddy in the SEC. I, I will say real quick about the Maryland thing. Yeah, I, you you know you're getting to a point where I was mad at the Purdue law. I mean, yeah. you get upset now when they yeah, lose. Before it's too. like okay, whatever. Right. But questionable calls, which I will, you know, and yeah. I, right. I'm fine. But I'm, I was upset they lost the game. Well, they <laughs> had and, and and they have uh, they yeah. have Indiana yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. They have uh, Northwestern, Northwestern the following week, yeah. and then at Wisconsin, who's gone through a coaching yeah. change. So there's three wins before they come up against Penn State and Ohio, Ohio State, State next month. So, yeah. you know, the, the, the season is still ahead of them. Uh, last year they qualified for a bowl for the first time in eons, which was nice, but uh, Coach Loxley has their sights set a little yeah, higher, and he as they should. Yeah. And Talia Tungavailoa is a great player to watch. And if he's able to get time to throw the ball, which he has been this season, they're a heck of a lot of fun to check out. All right. There you uh, go. So are the Washington Wizards. Let's, uh, Dave. Uh, Final what, preseason yeah, game. Yeah, right? Last preseason game, or uh, what, what should we look for from the Wizards? Uh, as of this oh, tape, oh, what, they uh, haven't played that preseason game in, against the Knicks as of yet. No. Uh, uh, look, th th this team gets it, and uh, they were talking about it the other night at, at a fan uh, event. It is significant, we should point out, Bradley Beal staying with the team. Uh, and he knows it's going to be hard work. But this is a team, Christoph Sporzingis said it better. He uh, said it uh, best, perhaps. He believes they have more talent, uh, more to work with, and because of that, uh, he believes it's going to be an exciting season. And I've seen that in glimpses when you bring in a Will Barton, you bring in a Monte Morris, you add that to a collection of young guys that that are starting to figure out this NBA game. Rui Hachimura uh, was talking about what he now feels comfortable uh, with. Uh, it's, a, it's a big transition to the NBA game. This team, I've said it ad nauseum, it just improves three possessions a game better on defense. Uh, it's suddenly in the mix in the Eastern Conference because uh, it can score. And, it, and as Wes Unseld said, this is not going to be a team that's suddenly going to be 
smothering on defense and going to be gambling every play. But I've seen this in preseason. If you're active, if you're creating deflections, if you're if you're disruptive, it's just small things. That's all they have to do because this is a basketball town. It just needs to be kissed right, and that's up for the Wizards uh, to to provide uh, that romance. All right, I like. Uh, look at, yeah, I like he's talking. Yeah, look at he's yeah, bringing he's all the poetry. He's got know. sheets. Yeah, I know no, he has he's sheets. Talk, he's talking about make it out. He's talking about fulcrum. <laughs> like this is great, man. This is great. Uh, this was a great episode of the DC Sports. First of all, we got a. I mean, this set. Am I right? I like the set. You guys set. enjoying nice. the set? Yeah, I, I mean, like this is set. fun. I mean, we got is... lots of lots of uh, fan emails about this. Yes, yeah. exactly. Oh, 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 yeah. So uh, another edition of the DC Sports Huddle in the books, and I'm going to do the read because uh, because we're in a new studio. Yeah. Uh, we don't have teleprompters. It's sponsored by MGM National Harbor for the latest in Washington sports. Visit MGM National Harbor and experience a sports fan's paradise. I am Rob Woodfork. Yeah, we're going to work on the prompters. It's in the budget. Is it, though? Uh, 2020. Rob Woodfork here alongside Dave Preston, George Wallace, and Dave Johnson in New York. We will uh, break the huddle until the next time. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.